When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're momming today with Ainsley Earhart, co-host of Fox and Friends on Fox News Channel and an author of four books, New York Times bestsellers. Ainsley, it's so funny. You're known around Fox as not Ainsley Earhart, Ainsley. You're one of those people with just, you know, <laughs> a one uh, a one name name. And your latest book, I'm so glad you were born. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you so much, Lauren. Yeah, we've been friends for a long time and we knew each other when we were both trying to get pregnant and we had our babies around the same time our first babies my only you're you have three now I can't believe it but yeah we've been at Fox forever I feel like which is great and um, I'm just so happy that you have three that were born and I have mine and just proud of your career and you know you say so such sweet things about Hayden. You're almost seven-year-old. I feel like I've gotten to know her um, through through you on television, believe it or not. Um, okay. You say such sweet things that resonate with me, that the special things that you do with her. I'll never forget, you said to Brian and uh, Steve one morning, I'm exhausted today because I was up like way past a normal person's bedtime because I was making this tent with Hayden and we went camping in the living room. And I was like, <laughs> Ainsley, you're such a good mom. Thank you. But I have a, you're a great mom too, Lauren. I have, you know, I'm a single mom and I have one child. So when she's with me, she gets my full attention and other things sacrifice. Um, you know, I used to, I feel like on overnights, I said yes to everything at Fox and I still try to say yes to everything, but, uh, I was just kind of all over the place. You know, when you start at Fox, uh, you get, you know, you're new and you're a reporter and you're anchoring, filling in for everyone and you're working Christmas and Thanksgiving. And so I had so much time then to do that. But now when I have my daughter and, and a lot of times I do have to go into the office and I'll just tell her, I'll explain, do you know why we have some, you know, you have your beautiful bedroom. Do you know why you get to go to the schools that you get to go to? It's because of Fox News and I have to go to work to pay for these things. <laughs> So, um, you know, so much has changed. We were just accepting every little thing at Fox. And I loved that period in my life. And then I wanted a baby so badly. And now she just gets my full attention. I try, you know, I've totally over-programmed her this, this semester. I don't know if you, you've done that with your children, Lauren, but I have her in, gosh, we do tennis on Mondays and science on Tuesdays after school. Wednesday, she has tutoring. Thursday, she has gymnastics. Friday's kind of a free day because we usually travel or go out to Long Island. Saturdays, it's ice skating. Sundays, it's church. And she said to me yesterday, I took her to tennis and she was just sobbing. She did not want to go to tennis. And I was kind of in a dilemma. I'd love your advice on this, Lauren. Um, because she just said, Mama, you signed me up for tennis because one of my friends called and said, can our girls take tennis together? And I already said no to her last year. And so, because I was too over-programmed or Hayden was, 
And so I said yes this year. And um, it's so fun because she's one of my really good friends. So the moms visit, the kids play tennis. But Hayden was sobbing yesterday and I took her to the court and she was just not interested. I talked to the coach. The coach tried to make it as fun as possible. And she was wonderful with Hayden. But Hayden kept coming over to me. I need water. I need to go to the bathroom. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to sit right here. And I had to use my firm voice. She calls it my dark voice. And I said, Hayden, get on the court right now. And we had a long discussion in the cab ride home. And I just said, um, honey, I know you're exhausted and I know that we have a lot going on, but if you make a commitment to something, we have to do this. And she just sobbed, but mama. And, and I said, it was embarrassing. And you know, you need to show respect to the coach. The coach is giving up her time to do this. Mama's already paid for all these classes and your friend Grayson is on the court and you know, you, you seem like you're not interested. I said, I don't, she said, I'm not as good as they are. I said, because they've been practicing for a year. I said, it's just like reading. You didn't know how to read a year ago. And now you know how to read because we've practiced every night. And I said, you have to just keep practicing. I said, but um, you were so disrespectful to the coach and it was embarrassing to me with my friends. And I said, so, and not that it's about me, but I just said, you can't treat you can't treat other people that way or act like that to your mother. And so, and Lauren, what's so funny is I've been on this book tour and I've been telling everyone, oh, our house is such a happy home and we have dance parties. <laughs> and Sean Hannity said to me, Ainsley, I hate to tell you, but that's really Pollyanna. He goes, wait till, you know, she's 16. And I said, I know you're right. We just, I just love it because I'm a single mom and I share her with her, her father. I love all my time with her. So um, he, you know, Sean was telling me you're, it's going to be time for time out. You're going to have to do some timeouts with her. So last night we got home from, from the tennis and I put her in a room and I put her in the corner and she was just sobbing. It was so sad. And she said, mom, I'm so sorry. I said, I forgive you, honey, but you cannot act like this. And I went through the whole thing and we do not quit. Once we start something and we sign up for something, you cannot quit just because you're not happy. You have to get better and better at tennis and we'll keep practicing it. And then I think you'll eventually love it. And this is a sport you're going to play your whole life. And so what is your advice for that, Lauren? What would you do? She wants to, she wants to get out of it. And I've, I've called so many friends. What is your advice? What would you do? My one friend down in Atlanta said, Ainsley, you have, she has so much on her schedule. And Hayden said to me, mama, I just want one afternoon to come home from school and have play dates and spend time with you. And so that broke my heart because yeah. I want to do that too. Um, so what's your advice? Do I just say I've paid for the whole year, but because she's six, she doesn't really know what a year is. I could say, you have to you have to finish out the month. I'm not going to let you quit. And then we'll just just do it for a month. I think she's telling you, you don't she's she doesn't want to be Serena Williams. Um, and I, th I think I think you need to listen to that. However, did she tell you she wanted to do tennis or was it? No, I totally signed her up. She yeah. wants, she, loves everything else. she loves everything else. But this is the one thing, one sport she's just not excited about so I did this with my son I put him in soccer three times and for three yeah. times he just didn't listen to the coach or mm -hmm. sat on the sidelines and finally I just let him not go anymore because he was telling me to the detriment of his father who wants him to play right, soccer right. so bad right, that he just right. didn't want to play and I let it go but there is something to be said for committing to something right 
you know, if, if and I know. So I learned my commitment lesson in fourth grade. And but so she, but she's six. She's in first grade. So I'm just torn. I wish my mom my mom had a stroke four and a half years ago and she doesn't have a voice anymore. And so I just need my mom. I need to call her and say, Mom, what do I do? Because she was a teacher for 33 years and she would know what to say. Um, my dad will. I didn't even call my dad because I know what he's going to say. What he's is he going to say? Oh, she's committed. She needs to get out there. You're too soft on her. Oh, wow. OK, so I think I'm the softie then. I would say, fine, you don't have to go because she's That's doing so, said. so much yeah. other stuff. Yeah, and right. then, Ainsley, so, what, you know, you kind of touched on this. You overprogram her because you have so much time and energy to put into her, which I think mm-hmm. is wonderful. I do the exact same thing. However, mm-hmm. I also ask myself, why am I keeping the kids so busy? And I think it's easier for me to keep them busy because Mm -hmm. that means they're not like running around the house making a mess. So it's less I have to clean up. I know that sounds terrible, but I actually think there's truth to that in me over programming my children. If we just keep going and going and going, it's almost easier. Every mother can understand that, Lauren. Don't feel guilty for that. We babysat my nephews, three of them. I had four kids under the age of six and yours are little, yours are all under the age of six. And you, and if you throw a boy in the mix, oh my gosh, we had three boys. They are wild. And the house never stays clean. Girls, my house is pretty much always clean because Hayden's not like that. She, she'll pull her toys, but I make her clean those up, but those are in a separate room. So the rest of the house is clean, which is fine with me. She can mess up her room, but it's, so you don't, don't feel bad about that. That's what uh, I have one child and she's a girl, so I'm not worried. I do love having her at home only because 50 percent of the nights she's with her father. So that's why in in Monday nights she goes to her dad's. So this is a tennis day. When I pick her up from school, we go straight to the tennis courts. As soon as we get home, her father comes to pick her up. What if you added you have ice cream after tennis every time? Or you did something she wanted to do right after tennis real quick before her dad I'll comes together. I'll tell you what it would be. It would be um, Toy Store. And I'm not taking... She wants Toy Store constantly. Do yours do that? Oh, Ainsley. Okay, we have to take a really quick break. And I want, I want to talk about the constant gifts right after this. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We're back on We're Momming today with Ainsley Earhart. Uh, We are eventually going to get to talk about her book. But, okay, so, you know at Fox, Ainsley, they have all those, like, snack counters, Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'm feeling bad because I worked late that day, I'll take some Swedish fish or whatever and bring them home for the right. kids. It's like their big present from work. Right. Um, or if I'm taking the train home, I'll, I'll stop by a store and I'll pick up a toy or a T-shirt, whatever. I usually always have something in my bag for mm-hmm. them when I get home. And then I realized, oh, wow, I'm establishing a pattern where they expect it. They attack right. me when I walk in and open my bag. And if they don't have anything, they freak out. And then I have mm-hmm. behavioral issues all night, completely on me. Um, mm-hmm. So I tried to, to back off doing that. Did not go over well. I'm raising spoiled right. kids. They're, they expect, because mommy works, mommy has to have some sort of present every day. Right, right. And that's... Ridiculous. And Hayden, 
Hayden's the same way. And mine are not really snacks. It's more of, can we go to the toy store? And if she does something really great or she handles herself well, maybe I'll say that at the end of the tennis lessons after this month, if you do really well, I will reward you with something only because now I don't know if that's a good idea. You tell me, but this is my thought process with that. If Ainsley goes to work every day, if Lauren goes to work every day and does what she's supposed to do and follows what the boss's orders are, then she gets a paycheck and that's our reward. So I feel like I, and I tell Hayden that the reason mommy gets paid is because she goes to work and does what she's supposed to do and acts proper and, you know, it doesn't talk back and says, yes, yes, ma'am. And I said, Hayden, if you do the same thing, then I could reward you. But the problem with that is I've established this child who always wants to go to the toy store. And so, and I, I made a mistake. We were going to go to the toy store the other day. And then we saw we were driving into the Target parking lot because she really had a really good week and she wanted to spend her allowance money. Aww. So we into the Target parking lot out on Long Island and there's a jumpy castle that takes up the whole parking lot. It was kind of raining a little bit. And she said, Mama, what should I do? Should I do that or the toy store? Ooh, and I said, nice. You yes. And so she chose Jumpy Castle, but she it was a long discussion. She kept going back and forth. We get there. It is so gross, Lauren. It's raining a little bit. So all the Jumpy Castles were covered in water and tons of people were all over it. There was it was just gross. We had to buy socks. Thankfully, they were selling socks there. Um, I was really grossed out. I don't really like hair. And there was Ugh. a lot of hair everywhere. And I was like, okay, this is enough. Let's, I mean, I didn't tell her the reason I just said, okay, we've jumped. It's starting to rain. Let's just go. And, um, she, and we did, we left. And so she said, we got in the car and she goes, well, mom, because we only stayed for a little bit. Um, can I go to the toy store? And she was like asking, asking and asking. I kept saying, no, 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 no. We passed a Marshall's. And I said, okay, I'll let you get one. Cause I was thinking those toys are not expensive. You know, it's, I can get her a $6 toy or whatever, $5.99, you know how their prices are. Mm -hmm. So we zip in and I get her one. And then afterwards I was like, I shouldn't have done that. I gave her a choice and I made that mistake because I don't want to raise a spoiled child and I'm already raising an only child. So anyway, these have been my dilemmas the last like week. I know it, it's oh. I always take the path, the path of least resistance, which is not the right answer. <laughs> right. Me too, because it's just easier. But that's not teaching us to set them up for a good life and to be autonomous. Does this come up in your books? Is this in, in your mind okay. when you're the, writing? The, so, the, the, you know how God is just when you're bragging about how great your child is, then you realize, OK, maybe or maybe you're not, your house is not always so fun. I, mean, I always talk about how the house is going to be fun and we have dance parties and how how the toughest age for me was three, six. She's starting to get a little talking back a little bit and saying some things that I don't approve of. And, I, you know, I nip it in the bud quickly, but not enough to where it's not so bad where she has to have time out. But yesterday was bad enough where I just had it. And so I did give her time out yesterday. But um, so anyway, God just has humbled me this week because he's reminded me, you you don't always have this perfect home. You know? You're normal. So, and not, I'm normal. Welcome I'm totally to normal. motherhood and fatherhood. I know, right? right? I know. And every season's a lady stopped me in the elevator when I was pregnant and she's in my building and she said, 
let me just tell you something. Every stage is a season. The good ones are a season and the bad ones are a season. So I was like, okay, all right, good. Uh, we're going to embrace those good seasons, but those bad ones, I, I just don't want them, but they're going to keep popping up. Can it's I, just life. Can I touch on something else that you mentioned? Sure. Um, you're you're talking about this like sandwich generation where you're you're working, you're you're raising your daughter and you're taking care mm -hmm. of your mother. Um, right. How right. has that been? Yeah, that's uh, not easy. But I will say um, the first year after the stroke, my sister and I, my sister lives in Charleston and my mom was in a facility in a hospital um, rehabilitation center in Char in Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's about a three and a half hour drive for my sister. That was a plane flight for me. So every weekend we would meet there and people just rallied around our family. A, a girl had a house that was empty in Char in Charlotte that she was about to sell. And she said, you know what? I'll, I'll hold off on selling it. Why doesn't your family use it? Stop. So really? We, uh, hmm? oh. we used that for about six months and we all, dad was there a lot. We met there, the whole family would meet there every weekend. And it was, in, in a way, it was a beautiful gift that that God had given us because we were there for my mom every weekend. So sad to watch her go through what she was going through, but also the whole family was together again and the grandkids were together. So Hayden was there with her cousins. And then we were just about to kill each other because it's hard. It's just so hard. There are so many decisions you have to make and um, it's very stressful and the doctors, it's all touch and go. So then she finally gets to go home and um, dad, that was really hard on my dad and my sister and I, my mom is so modest. My sister and I would go back to South Carolina and we were bathing my mom and, you know, putting her on the potty and doing all the things that come with that. And it was just really hard for my mom. Um, she, we had a male nurse in one of the facilities and she just did not like that at all. So um, she's just from that generation, they're just so modest. And I'd never, my mom, you know, my mom never changed in front of me. I mean, I just never saw her in that, in that situation. So she was very embarrassed. She couldn't really speak. Um, but we, her mind is there. So over the years, it's gotten better because, um, that first year I went every weekend with my daughter, the second weekend, I mean, the second year, my sister and I traded off every weekend. And then the third and fourth year, she's had a nurse. And that's been just an answer to prayer. And um, so dad can play golf. And But it's, you know, my dad, my poor dad, my sweet dad has just stood by her for years. She stood by him for years. The love that they show to each other is just beautiful. Um, she was diagnosed with diabetes at 38, uh, 39, excuse me, insulin dependent now kidney failure dialysis three times a week she can't speak she lives in our basement with a nurse um, we outfitted them the basement beautifully it's like a, a suite down there for her and um she's just it's all uh, hospital visits constantly there's always a problem the ambulance comes to the house and takes her but um she's slowing down now so this book is called I'm so glad you were born because it's something that she would say to us every birthday. So when I got the job at Fox and Friends, I said it to Steve Ducey on his birthday and Steve and Brian, it's so funny, Fox and Friends found the tape of it. Steve and Brian look at each other and it's like, pause, pause, pause. They're thinking about what I just said. And then Brian cackles and Steve goes, okay then. 
And I said, think about it. It's the day that you're born. It's a better way to say happy birthday. I am glad you were born because look what you've done, not only at Fox, but look at your personal life. You and Kathy, you had your your love uh, produced three children. And now Steve has two grandchildren that are on the way. So it's just a beautiful statement that my mom always said, and I wanted to pass it on. And now I see it on greeting cards in stores and I buy all the greeting cards because I, I love it. And I want to always give that as, you know, attach that to birthday gifts that I give out. And um, it's a it's a thank you to my mom. You know, she she can't speak anymore, but her voice will now be spread into your children's hands, Lauren, and into their minds and to children all around the world because of this great job that God has blessed me with. And because of Fox News. When you talk about um, uh, Stephen Bryan, or really honestly, Ainsley, anybody that you've ever worked with, and you worked with me at one point a while ago, you bring this um, sense of family and support that really emanates. And that doesn't happen in television, or quite frankly, anywhere, <laughs> especially in a corporate environment. It's just, you know, if, if a young girl looking to get into journalism, looking to, you know, be a television reporter, hears mm-hmm. you, they probably say, this doesn't exist. It's this cutthroat, catty industry where everybody's trying to be prettier and smarter and faster than the next person. But you're not like that, Ainsley. Oh, thank you, Lauren. You're not either. It is a cutthroat business, but you, no matter what job you enter into, if you're listening and you're new to a job, you can't let all that bother you. I remember an anchor told me one time, she said, you know, when you got here, I just thought you were this dumb blonde girl. She goes, but I've watched you over the years and you know what's happening. You know what people are saying about you. You know that, you know, many people in the newsroom aren't supportive of you because you're a woman or you're blonde or whatever it is. And and I said, I know what's going on. I just don't give into it. I still am going to be nice to them. I'm still going to love them. I'm a Christian above all. And that's their problem. That's not mine. And if they want to be catty or mean or gossipy, then they can be. It's not going to hurt me because I'm I'm satisfied. I have Jesus Christ in my life. I'm totally satisfied. And some of those some of the comments or people's feelings can can hurt your feelings. But in the end, I mean, Lauren, you've been in the business as long as I have. We've watched those kinds of people in our industry or in Indian in industry it weeds them out quickly. And they usually don't last in the industry because after a while, people catch on and they see your true colors shine and it all comes out in the wash as the saying in the South. And it just really does. You know, it's, I don't have time for that. I just want to love everybody. I want to love all the young girls that are at Fox. I want to tell them you can do whatever you want. You can work and be a mom and, Fox will support you on that. But I will say this, Lauren, and you probably know this too. All of my friends that work at other networks, when they they usually don't talk badly about their network, but when they leave the job, I will hear comments that Fox is really like that. Or, you know, this really happens. Y'all are really, you get along with everybody. No one's trying to, and I'm like, I promise you, you know, it just, it is a great place to work. Yeah. But I mean, are your friends like that at other networks? Um, yes, I think they're surprised when they realize I truly am happy at at Fox. Um, and even, and I'm actually curious your take on this, you know, especially when anybody starts out in any field, um, 
maybe you spend your 20s just work, 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 yes, yes, yes to everything you want to get ahead. And then the kid comes and, and you honestly, you really can't do that anymore. Um, right. right. We're not now, as much as- I, you could, uh, you might not want to, well, you might want to pick and choose. Right. Mm-hmm. You might not have a choice. Your boss might be telling you, well, you got to, I don't care about your home situation. Um, but now with all this work from home, granted, you can't do it. I, I can't do it because of the nature of our positions, but many people are doing it. And I've been speaking yeah. to a lot of women who are advising corporate leaders and they're saying, look, you're going to hear mostly from mothers, but maybe from fathers too, that they're going to be available for for you, but they want to be unavailable between 8.30 and 9 so they can drop mm-hmm. the kids off at school from this time mm-hmm. and this time and this time and this time because they're raising children. And when, the, mm-hmm. when Peggy Sullivan said it to me and when she first said it, I said, ooh, ooh, I like grimace. I'm like, I would never say that. Right. But should we be saying that? You know, I I can't say that because I'm on a morning show. So that's just the part of it. Her father takes her to school. Even if she spends the night at my house, then her dad picks her up at my my house. But I love that because she gets her dad in the morning. I pick her up every single day and I have the entire afternoon with her. So I, she gets to see both parents every day. So even though... Um, divorce is so sad and it is um, it is wreckage in families. And I, you know, um, I wish that that had not been my future, but or my my life, but um, it happened. And so we make the best of it. We are friends. We're raising her beautifully. We get along. We um, are doing this together and we don't talk negatively about each other or about the other person in front of her. I mean, I don't I don't really talk negatively about him anyway, because he's the father of my child. And um, even though we didn't work out, he 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 gave me this beautiful child or God did through him. So um, so it works for us. But I don't have that option. And I'm okay with that because I the majority of my work is done when she's sleeping. So if I need to dash out at nine o'clock, I can. If I need to take a day off on her first day of school or on her birthday, I will. And so I just, you know, make sure my vacation days are safe for my daughter. Um, but yes, I mean, some moms, I, I always love to hear when companies are saying they support family, family comes first. And I remember talking to one guy in South Carolina, he worked for a Christian family and the family said, the, the Christian family that owned the company said, you all leave at five o'clock. I want you to work as hard as you can during the day, but leave at five o'clock because you need to be at the dinner table with your family when you're when you go home. And I loved that. So I, I it's always nice, obviously, when you have a company that supports families. I mean, Suzanne Scott, who's our CEO, she told me to take as much time as I needed during my maternity leave. You know, I have a friend at another network and she said I took like two weeks and I was back on air because I was scared someone was going to take my job. And you had Suzanne telling me the opposite. I had this conversation with you, Ainsley, because we were were due at the same time. And you took the full, you said to me, I'm taking the full time I've worked my entire life. I only Mm -hmm. took three months the first time. And then I took the full four of the second and the full four of the third. So I changed. (laughs) Yeah. Are you glad you did? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's time if you're. If you're not, if you're given it, take it. It's your, it's your family time. No one's going to judge you for it. Right. And Suzanne told me, she goes, Ainsley, you might only have one child. Uh, She said, so 
you'll never get this time back. You will never have this opportunity again to take four months off from a full-time job. So enjoy this, spend that time with your baby and bond with her. What boss says that? <laughs> I know. They all should. <laughs> I know. Suzanne Suzanne really is great. And and that's that's part of the um the the family and the support system that we do feel at, at Fox. Um mm-hmm. but I actually regret only taking three months the first time. It's it's just one more month. You're already gone. Yeah. We're so lucky to be given right. that time to begin with. Yes. Yes. You gotta and enjoy you know it. If anyone is debating that, take the full time because it's true. You never get that time back. But I also had to have a C-section because Hayden was breech. I needed that time to recover. I think after like three months, I was finally feeling okay. And then I was um, pumping and then putting the the milk in the freezer for the fourth month. But I also needed a little bit of time to get my body back in order and feel good about myself and kind of, you know, brush my teeth at 8 a.m. instead of 3 p.m. Or just, I mean, I spent days not brushing my teeth. I remember I once I wore my pajamas. They were like normal sort of looking pajamas, but I did sleep in the clothing that I was wearing. I did not brush my hair, did not look in the mirror. I did not brush my teeth. And I had spent the entire day out of my house with the kids doing whatever it is we were doing. And I got home and I, I looked and I said, oh, wow, this is bad, Lauren. This might be a new all time low. <laughs> you need to. I, I was actually kind of ready to go back to work just so I could get you know, normal <laughs> life at four months. She had just started sleeping through the night, which that was, remember that? Oh my gosh, that was hard. I, I, I say everything in threes. To get rid of the passy, she cried for, for three nights. Uh, sleep training, I had to let her cry it out for three nights. And it's everything was threes. Ugh. If I just slept with it for three nights, then she was okay. My 19-month-old just stopped sleeping through the night. It is so uh-huh. annoying. So actually last night, I you know, it was maybe one in the morning. I got her. I put her in our bed. Sometimes she'll fall back asleep next to us. And she uh-huh. didn't. And I, I don't know what time it was, but I was delirious. I just said to her, I'm like, Celia, you're going in your crib and that's it. I'm going to shut the door and I'm not going to come get you. Good night. I love you. And I, I put her back down. And I'm like, this is not going to work. But she, she, she it worked. Yeah, no, she eventually went back to sleep. And I, you know, I checked in this morning and, and she slept um for the rest of the night. But this has been the past month. This has been our night. It's one or two wake ups. It's awful. I'm like, what do I have an infant again? <laughs> yeah, you just have to do it, right? I mean, you have to do it to get to your sleep and she needs her sleep and she'll continue. They're smart. They'll, they will take advantage of you if they know that you're going to go get them and put them in your bed. And the first few times you do it, but yeah. then hilarious, you know, you're going to be a wreck the next day and she's going to be a wreck. So you're like, this is for her own good and my good. I'm putting her back in bed and she can cry it out. Ainsley, tell me where we can purchase your books and find more information about you other than what we see on television between 6 and 9 a.m. every weekday morning. Give give us all the information. Okay. Okay. So the book is great for your children, your grandchildren, for your godchildren, nieces, nephews. And um, it's just a happy book about just letting them know how cherished they are and how wonderful they wonderfully they were made and um, how God has a big plan for their life. No matter what they end up doing, uh, they are they're special. And some children, all children need to hear this, but some don't hear it because their moms are working three jobs and they're single moms. So um, just I, I encourage you to get this book or if you, if you can get it into the hands of these children that don't hear this message a lot. That's my prayer, actually, for this book. Um, it is my I have two websites. So Ainsley E, because no one knows how to spell Earhart. So Ainsley E dot com is where you can my website and you can see where we're going to we've already done. 
um, some visits to different cities around the country, but you can kind of see the schedule and learn more about some of the stories that are important to me. If you want to buy a signed copy, my friend down in Nashville, this is his job. He buys all these books that that we all produce at Fox and we sign them and he sells them to you uh, for the same price, but he buys them in advance. And his, 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 my friend Dwayne, he's a strong, strong Christian and he and uh, Kathy down there, they're great. So anyway, he, to buy that book, it's ainsleybook.com. So Ainsley E and Ainsley Book. You are busy, man. You're in websites, Ainsley. I'm, I, uh, oh my God. Lauren, I, I, I underperform, but that's okay. Lauren, I, can give you, I can give you all my contacts. I have a team <laughs> for me. I just, you can't do it all and be a mom. I just can't. I'd rather, I'd rather hire someone that can handle the social media stuff and websites and things like that than spend my time on it. First of all, I'm not good at it and it takes me forever to post a picture. So some of the pictures I post are mine and some are the, some are the ones that they do. Yeah. I, I, I've, started to outsource my life as as much as I can just to get through my life. (laughs) You have to. Absolutely have to. Ainsley, so good to catch up with you. I hope our uh, listeners appreciated everything that they just learned about you and that their struggles are everybody's struggles. We're all in this together as moms. Well, thank you so much for wanting to take an or taking an interest in this and wanting to have me on. I am so proud of you and um your three children are just beautiful and I love their names. And Nicole is on your team and she's on this call too. Nicole, thank you for working behind the scenes. I feel like our behind the scenes crew doesn't get enough credit and y'all are all wonderful. We would not have jobs if it weren't for you. So we're all a family. Nicole, can you can Nicole open her mic? I can. I'm here. Hey, Nicole. <laughs> thank you for the shout out. That was so kind. Yeah. And don't edit this part out, Nicole, because oh, you do a great job. <laughs> Nicole really does. Thank you, Nicole. (laughs) Cudlow on Fox Business is now on the go for podcast fans. Get key interviews with the biggest business newsmakers of the day. The Cudlow podcast will be available on the go after the show every weekday at foxbusinesspodcasts.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.